Welcome to Boiling Point at Eastside Radio 89.7 FM. What happens when you're stuck in the middle of nowhere for two years? Perhaps you awaken your passion for researching invasive parasites. Or perhaps you discover a new species. Welcome to Boiling Point. Today is a show of adventure, mystery, surprise, and invasion. I, Anastasia, will be sitting down with UNSW PhD candidate Harry Ike to chat about the nematodes, an invasive parasite that is abundant, but yet we know so little about them. Mm. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for being here, Harry Ike. Did you notice how I said your name Yeah, correctly? it's uh, well done. Yeah. It only took you several several tries. That's true. We've um, known each other for how long and I still don't know your last yeah, name? Yeah, nearly a year. I um, I also appreciate that introduction. Makes me sound like Indiana Jones. Oh my <laughs> goodness. I mean, maybe in my eyes you are Indiana Jones to oh, me. Oh, that's too kind. That's too kind. <laughs> I know, I'm being way too nice to you today. Yeah, it's unusual. Yeah. It's probably because you're on the show. Yeah. And, I, and I want you're to like show our guests that we're like, if you come on the show, mm. I'll be nice to you. But yes. other than that, I won't. Uh, it's So far, the hospitality has been fantastic. <laughs> no complaints at all. Very I'm good. I'm very glad. It's a ple- thank you for asking me. It's a oh, pleasure to be yeah, here. You're welcome. Um, I'd like to say hello to my mother as well. And my father, my sisters, and my niece, Lily. Oh, how yeah. cute. <laughs> well, hello, Harry's family. Yeah. Maybe next time you can come to the studio with us. I'm sorry he didn't no, invite you. No, <laughs> how rude. No, they'll, they'll, cause a, they'll cause a ruckus. They're definitely problematic. <laughs> yeah. Well, Harry, so I feel like I gave our guests something to really look forward to, some mystery to look Mm. forward to, right? Yeah. So you are up in the Northern Territories. Yes. Looking for parasites. Why would you do that to yourself? So have you heard of cane toads? What? Have you heard of cane toads? Oh, my God. What are those? (laughs) Yes, of course. I've heard of cane toads. Very famous. Cane toads are originally from South America. And as they've come to Australia, they've spread across the uh, northern half of Australia and they've colonized it and they've changed. So in the 85 years since cane toads were introduced to Australia, they've changed massively. Uh, the, those at their range front mm-hmm. are very different from those in Queensland. And so that's really cool. I thought that was really interesting. But what really interested me is that when you bring an invasive species over to a new continent, you also bring everything that lives inside them. Yes. Yeah. And I, I guess I assume they didn't check the toads for parasites. No, no they didn't when they them brought them over. I mean, they barely checked if they would eat Ex- the beetles. If they did the so. job, yeah. So they brought them over for context. They brought cane toads to Australia from Hawaii, mm-hmm. originally from South America, mm-hmm. uh, to control cane beetles. And they never thought to check if it was a good idea to see if they actually did eat the cane beetles in the wild, which they don't. Because cane beetles are uh, airborne. Exactly. And cane toads tend to eat insects that are not Uh, airborne. I don't know if you know this. Cane toads are not airborne. Famously non-airborne toads, yes. I have noticed that in my studies. (laughs) Was that the number one research paper that you published? It was the first note I took down when I saw a cane toad. I think uh, no wings. Not airborne. (laughs) (laughs) Ground-based toad. Unlike a bird. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that that stood out. Mm-hmm. But it, it, apparently it didn't to the first people who brought them here. And yeah, they didn't check them for parasites. But um, most 
animals in the wild are infected with some sort of parasite. Right. And considering how common invasive species are, you know, how many are in Australia alone? Cats, pigs, water buffaloes, cane toads, Indian miners, like the list is oh, very long. you're right. Foxes. Yeah. All of these creatures are bringing parasites. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we should ignore that. I think that's really important because these Definitely. parasites come in here. Not only are they infecting different animals, mm-hmm. but... They're changing, and you can study how diseases emerge yeah. by looking at these. Because, well, go on. So, arguably, mm-hmm. would a parasite be even more invasive than an invasive species? Well, that depends on the parasite. Oh, okay. Because you know, a parasite might get brought over, and it might lack an intermediate host. For mm. example, some trematodes. A little what does trematode mean? It's, a, a it's got worm. three heads. No. <laughs> I don't know. It's thinking try. Yeah. No, that's Cerberus, the dog, the, the god of Hades. <laughs> You're getting them mixed up. It's all Damn right. It. I do all the time. Uh, you know, yeah. Um, worms, dogs, yeah. kind of the same to me. <laughs> worms, god, dogs. <laughs> um, no, trematodes are flatworms. They're uh, mm-hmm. parasitic worms. Okay. So they're strictly parasitic. Yeah. Okay. Um, they're not what I study, but say one of them gets brought over and. Mm-hmm. It's missing an intermediate host. Say it infects a snail that gets eaten by a bird. And they, let's say, for example, you bring Indian miners and mm-hmm. they've got some of those trematodes, but that snail isn't around. It might not do so well because oh. it doesn't have that intermediate host. Mm-hmm. But other parasites do really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you think about the conditions that bringing these parasites over have, mm-hmm. it really can put the pressure on them to become great at infecting a host because... The first introduction of an invasive species doesn't have a lot of individuals. Mm-hmm. And so if you're a parasite, obviously, you need a lot of hosts to have a population. And yeah. so immediately, you've got no hosts mm-hmm. or a, a very low density of hosts. Yeah. And this is something interesting about the parasite I study, which is Rhabdius pseudospherocephala. And I wish they'd called it something easier to say. So did they, does it have a common name? Uh, it really doesn't. The I cane just, toad I parasite? refer to it as lungworms because it, <laughs> the lungworm. Yeah, which is very descriptive. Okay. It lives in the lungs of toads. Okay. So as an adult, it lives in the lungs of toads and it drinks blood. And in the lungs. In the lungs. No, yep. Is there blood in the lungs? Yes, definitely, because it's got to go there to pick up oxygen, right? And then oh, I guess, the yeah, yeah, yeah. In um, the, um, very, very... I was going to say areolas, but that is the yeah. incorrect word. It's the <sighs> a- aveoles or something? You tell me, mate. Yeah. Dude, you're the one who studies <laughs> lung parasites. Not the, uh, yeah, not to that extent. Anyways, <laughs> they, the adults, they live in the lungs, and so that's where they're kind of hidden away. Mm-hmm. And they're effectively just eating and reproductive factories. And they're hermaphroditic, yeah. so they just pump eggs out. And these eggs... So hermaphroditic doesn't mean yeah. asexual per se. So let's just explain. Hermaphroditic means you have both male and female and, yeah. organs. So they produce a sperm first and then they fertilize that sperm. Do they fertilize themselves? Yes, they fertilize themselves. Ah, so they're hermaphroditic and asexual. Yep, they are oh, indeed. Interesting. So, uh, they don't mate with each other within the lung. So really? The but they have so many partners They available. struggle to move. When I, because I do a lot of dissections, mm-hmm. when I cut them out of a toad mm-hmm. and, um, you know, you invert the lung, you cut the lung out. Yes. Uh, and you invert the lung on your finger. It's great. It's actually, it sounds gross, but it's great fun because when you get <laughs> Is addicted it like a big to, balloon? <laughs> yeah, when you get addicted to hunting for worms, when you find a lung that's addicted. just... Addicted? Oh yeah. My it, God. Well, I, 
when that's what your research depends upon, you're like, I've got to find these worms. <laughs> and you, <laughs> you uh, when I found a lung that was just chock full of worms, like some of them can have hundreds. So you can see them. Oh, yeah. Oh. They're, they're, they're quite big. Right. They can be like a centimeter long. That's quite big for an nematode. Uh, but <laughs> you can well, at least lungs. a lot of people are feeling better about a one centimeter mm. being a very long. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've made a lot of people say, I'm sure. Uh, but yes. Yeah, so you got really excited when you opened oh, up the I would, lung. I would love it because, you, you know, you can find hundreds, <laughs> literally hundreds of worms <laughs> in a single lung. And it's like, that's made my day. Because sometimes you... Sometimes you cut them open and there's nothing in there, and it's devastating because you know you've you've sacrificed this cane toad for no reason. You sacrificed this animal, no no parasites. But, but it's a cane toad. It's yeah, it is a cane species. toad. I mean, you you know, not no 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 not many tears over the cane toad, but yeah, these adults they live in the lungs and they produce eggs which get coughed up to the mouth, and then in the mouth of the cane toad it swallows them into the digestive system. So then they get so the into the whole life cycle happens within the toad. No, no, no. It gets oh. more complicated than that. Okay. And so then in the colon, as they're passing through the, the digestive system, mm-hmm. they hatch into larvae. But these larvae are adults as well, and they're tiny, so they're like, you know, eight hundred micrometers long, so nearly a millimeter in length. You need a microscope to see them, and they are these sexu- adult larvae. Adult larvae, yeah. But doesn't the word larvae mean you, it's it's juvenile? um. It usually does, but I think with parasites, they tend to break norms that we're used to, thinking of mammals that have uh, one, you know, stage of sexual reproduction. Right. Because as I was going to say, these larvae, they're sexually reproductive. So there's males and females. So that's why you call them adults. That's why I call them adults, because reproduce. they're sexually reproductive. But they're two different forms. Yeah. So they're and completely same. different from the adults, but they're these sexually reproducing larvae. And they... Mm-hmm. Um, get deposited with the feces, defecated out of the mm-hmm. toad, into the Apparently, environment. Apparently, it stinks quite badly, hey? Well, you have a toad poop? I mean, sorry. Toad, toad poop. poop. Well, what I found was, and this is, I don't know, this is maybe too much information, but I found, you know how It's different... never too much. This is Boiling Point? Yes, We're a science point. podcast? You... This is all for <laughs> science. Well, this is real science right here. Mm-hmm. You know how different animals tend to have a specific smell associated with their poo? Like, yeah, you sure. know dog poo. Yeah, smells, yeah. Or like cat, cat urine and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I found that toad poo smells a lot like human poo. And I don't know why. Have you been smelling a lot of human poo? (laughs) (laughs) I smell my own. (laughs) And uh, maybe that's just me. Yeah. um, Maybe whatever you're eating is the same thing that... uh, A lot of insects, generally. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Mostly insect. Um, But anyway... It makes sense. You're vegan. I thought that's what vegan means, is that you just eat a lot of insects. Yeah. You know, when Mm -hmm. I went to go buy vegan wine before, Mm -hmm. I asked the guy, I said, you got any vegan wines? And he said, pagan wines. I'm like, no, I don't mind what religion the wine (laughs) is. (laughs) Whatever denomination is fine. (laughs) Uh, I'd actually prefer Norse. Yeah. Yeah. Norse wine. Specifically. Yeah. If Thor didn't make my wine, I don't want it. (laughs) Yeah. High standards of wine. Exactly. Um, What was I talking about? I'm I'm sorry. So we were talking about, so they get excreted in the Uh, feces. Yeah. So, and then you have these adults, which are sexually reproductive males and females. And so they'll uh, have sex. Mm -hmm. And then within the poop. So now they don't have to be inside. Yep. Within the poo or Mm -hmm. in the soil. But Mm -hmm. generally they'll stay in the poo from Mm -hmm. what I've seen. So, sorry. Do toads poop into water? Like, because they're sometimes, toads, right? Sometimes so, they anywhere. Do. So, they don't. Generally, uh, they spend a lot of time in, 
sort of underground, not really in burrows. They don't mm. burrow per se. They're mm-hmm. not like burrowing frogs, mm-hmm. but they'll spend a lot of time in like during the day in hidey holes, kind of in ditches, trying to hide okay. away from the sun. Because so, they need moisture still, right? Because the sun is, if you're like, much like vampires, the sun is the enemy. For toads oh, and amphibians. Oh, see, so toads aren't like birds, but like vampires. They're like vampires. I knew exactly it. Exactly right. That's I why. knew it. So but do they have Vampires fangs? fly. <laughs> oh, shoot. So, True. Yeah. Vampires do fly. Okay, but, so. So often they'll defecate within their little quote unquote burrows. But really? they do do it in the open. Um, you know, if you're walking around in somewhere where toads live, Queensland, Northern Territory, WA, mm-hmm. you'll, you would have seen toad So their around. whole burrow, their whole home yeah. is now covered in their own feces. Yeah, they don't seem to parasite. mind. They really don't seem to mind. And this is a key uh, point of reinfection because when those larvae, those sexually reproductive larvae reproduce, mm-hmm. what happens is in the female, the eggs hatch inside her. The larvae, the, the, lar- the nematode. So the next stage. Right. So you've got this adult stage, then this adult larvae stage, uh-huh. and then this next stage. Once they've sexually reproduced, mm-hmm. the egg hatches inside the mother. Oh, the nematode The mother. nematode, yeah, mm-hmm. not the toads. Oh, I thought the toads. My <laughs> no, apologies. no, no, so the, the nematode. nematode. Mm-hmm. So you have the adult, then that sexually reproductive larvae, and then the egg hatches inside the mother once it's fertilized. Mm-hmm. And then they eat her organs slowly, bit by bit, and she slowly starts to die as these between one and five babies will eat her organs. Wait, only one and five? They're... Between one and five, yeah. Hatch that's out it? Of... That's as many as she can have? Yeah, that's, that, from what I've observed, the most I ever saw was five. I mean, I guess because they eat their way out of it. She's yeah. like, I, I mean, how many can you have? So many. Even, yeah. even five would be, you've got to imagine that having five versus having one means there's some trade-off between quality and quantity. Yeah. There. I never got to that's investigate that. Because you would think worms have like... Tons of babies. Right? Yeah, well, that's what you would in think, a way but... they do because in the poo there's there, there is you know the you've got to think of it coming from the same adult in the lungs, which is producing quite a lot, hundreds, right? Because they're asexually yeah. hermaphroditic. Yeah, and then they produce heaps of of these adult larvae, mm-hmm. and then they each produce between one to five of their infectious larvae. So this oh. next stage is the infectious stage. Oh, I see. So what makes them infectious? So they, their job, they do not eat. Their mouth is sealed up. Mm -hmm. Um, And these are the offspring. These are the offspring of those sexually reproductive larvae. Mm -hmm. We're just going to call them the infectious infectious stage. Okay. They're called L3, but I'll call them the infectious larvae. So their job, their only job is to find a toad and get inside it. But if they're already in a burrow of a toad, can they just do the same toad? Yep, they can. Really? Yes, they can do that. And I think... Um, I have not tested this, but I think that's a very common route that they take. But often toads share burrows. So oh, there'll really? be more than one toad in a burrow. Like males and females or yep. just doesn't matter? So toads will just, I don't think they care. I think they just, they'll just hide anywhere the sun isn't. They're just keen to get away from it. Right. That's really interesting because most animals are fairly conscious of not pooping in their burrows. Like Toad, Toads do not mind. Yeah. I have... I have... Man, another reason to hate cane toads, hey? (laughs) I don't hate them, which is an odd opinion. Harry. Um, I don't. I don't hate. It's not their fault, for one. That's that's true. They didn't bring themselves over here. I'm not starting a campaign to save the cane toad. (laughs) I'm not insane. I haven't lost my mind. But I don't hate them. I I harbor no animosity towards them. They're very interesting. You know, their their journey across the world is interesting and they've evolved in such a short time frame. Mm-hmm. They're fascinating animals. Yeah. And they have a lot of personality when, you, when you're hands-on with them. Wow. Okay, let's not get too close yeah. to the cane toads. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're fantastic animals. Yeah. Um, from an evolutionary standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Okay, but back to nematodes. Back to nematodes. So you compared nematodes in different toads, right? In the Western yeah. Australia toad? Yeah, so people have researched this previously. They found that the nematodes in WA, uh, they produce larger offspring. They produce um, offspring that uh, gets to maturity quicker. So the infectious larvae get uh-huh. to maturity quicker. Okay. And, and how, on average, how long would maturation very take? Very quickly. It takes a couple of days. Oh, a couple of days. Okay. Within, yeah. a, within a span of four to six days, okay. I would say you would okay. have majority. Yeah. But what you have to consider is the environment difference between Queensland and Western Australia. Because as the toads uh, came from South America to Queensland, mm-hmm. Queensland is a wet tropic right it's mm-hmm. very similar to the rainforest you might find in terms of its uh, moisture and uh, its rainfall and, and things like that right and that's perfect for the worms and that's perfect for the toads mm-hmm. but as they've spread across australia what they've done is they've entered this very dry hotter environment mm-hmm. and where there's too much sun too much sun <laughs> the vampires. and also because the toads are having this Olympic village effect where the fastest toads are kind of grouped together. The real range front is because oh. the fastest toads only get to breed with the fastest toads. Right. And in this population, it's very small. Mm-hmm. And so what this does to the parasite is that it means the the availability of hosts is always very low, which means mm-hmm. that you have to be an incredible infector or be very right. good at dispersal to make that population work. And so the worm population does lag behind the toads because at the very range front, mm-hmm. it's just too, it's just the hosts are just too sparse. So you can't infect them. But but can't they infect the same host multiple, multiple times? Because if they're pooping in the same burrow. They can do that. Right. But we find that at the very, at the, at the very range front, mm-hmm. they're not present. It's just too, it's just too sparse. Because I think once a toad, Beats the infection, which they can sometimes do. Oh, well, they well, have the lungworms don't. The lungworms don't actually live that long, which is something that we found. They don't live forever, and so once they die, or okay. f- through, I mean, nothing lives forever. <laughs> yeah. But well, para- some parasites live a very long time. Really? Yeah, some parasites live for much longer than you would expect a worm to live, because yeah, yeah, yeah. if conditions are right inside their host, they can just sit there and and just. You know, eat whatever's coming by. It's oh. a it's a good life. The parasites you have to imagine have a very very easy life. Some of them. Can you imagine yeah. being a tapeworm in a human? Yeah, this is, you've got I it mean, made. You're just eating and you've eating got and it eating. Made. You live yeah, years. exactly. Why not? <laughs> yeah. So, but we found that the rabdius don't live that long, and so mm-hmm. yeah, maybe that's a reason why at the range front they're not present. But just behind it, that's where the um, the range front of the rabdius is the the parasites, mm-hmm. and they've constantly got this low host availability compared to Queensland. And we think that's what's spurring that, this evolution, this arms race. So the toads and the worms in the Western Australian population are kind mm-hmm. of, has reignited this arms race because the worms have to be good at infecting. And oh. the toads, therefore, have to either become good at fighting that or become good at tolerating that because oh. you can't just let that happen. Yeah. So there's this arms race that has developed in these this toad-worm mm-hmm. Our relationship in mm-hmm. WA. Mm-hmm. And so one thing I wanted to study was the behavior. So I thought... Of the worms. Of the worms, yeah. What I think, kind of behavior? Well, I thought, you know, people look at behavior of toads. I don't think anyone would have thought, does the parasite's choice matter? Yeah, because wouldn't the parasite want to go for the easier infect to infect toad? Right? That's what I thought. But yeah. I I had the idea that if the, if the WA parasites mm-hmm. are 
have to be much better at finding a host. Mm-hmm. Perhaps they're just really sensitive to it. And so they, they pick up on these host cues really quick. Yeah. You know, or they pick up on WA, WA host cues yeah. really effectively compared to Queensland host cues. And so this uh, is what they I They tell them by the accents, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a WA yeah. frog. <laughs> yeah, definitely. They're that croak. Um, and so that's what I originally, when I first started my PhD, it was one of the first things I was so doing. Other what than did you find? I was doing a lot of breeding, toad breeding. Right. Well, so we uh, did Wait, this. did you just say you were doing a lot of toad breeding? Yes. We need to go back to that. Yeah. Because people aren't going to like that. So you're you're yeah. breeding okay. cane so toads. When you want to do experiments with toads, you need a lot of toads. And you need those toads in a standardized environment to make sure your experiment works. Okay, because so, I was going to say, why I'm not, I'm not, you not releasing them into the environment. Okay, <laughs> I swear yeah. to God. Um, <laughs> okay, so this is Harry is a mm-hmm. biologist. Yep. He's a trained biologist. Yep. He will not be releasing cane toads yep. out into yes. the wild after yes. mating. Nor them. has he ever. Nor has he ever. Yeah. Okay, excellent. So when you say breeding toads, you mean for experimental yes. purposes only? Experiment, not okay. for fun. <laughs> 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 I don't think anyone does it for fun. It's no, not I don't, a fun. I don't, I don't think ex- so. Trust me, it's not so. a fun experience. <laughs> you would be very surprised at how difficult it is to get cane toads to breed. Yeah, really. It's incredibly hard. They just don't like to. They just are very recalcitrant. They just don't want to breed. What does that? What does that word that mean? Means they're resistant. They don't. They just. They don't want to, to do breeding. It. To breeding. Yeah, in captivity. In wild, I'm sure things go yeah, much yeah. easier. Yeah. But yeah. when you want to do that in captivity, they just. You know, you say you breed 10 pairs, maybe one in 10. And this is after we are, you know, we're we're doing specific things to induce breeding. I'm not going to say what because I don't want to tell people how to breed cane toads. Yeah. I don't want to be responsible for no, that. No, 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 no. But, um, do not breed cane toads. That's, yeah, definitely do not do that. Try not to breed any animal. Yeah. Maybe, unless that's yeah. your profession and you have permission. Yeah. If you're like a zookeeper yeah. and it's, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's an endangered species. Exactly. Definitely breed that. Exactly. Animal. Yeah. Um, but not on your own. No. <laughs> no, um, always with consent. Yes. Um, but yes, so you did behavioral studies did. on the nematodes. Yeah, so and I you thought, picked what, yeah, whether they would so, go for yeah, one Yeah, what we did, what I did was um, me and another researcher, Greg Brown, up there, a postdoc mm-hmm. uh, who uh, lives and works up there, great guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was this big infection experiment where we had toads from WA in Queensland. We'd bred them for clean, clean toads, basically. And so we had these WA Queensland toads. Oh, to have no parasites yeah, in them. Yeah, to have no oh, parasites. They were parasite-free. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, their whole life, we knew their life history because we'd bred them. Mm-hmm. And we infected them with these uh, rabdias from mm-hmm. different pop- different combinations from different populations. Mm-hmm. So it was a different experiment that mm-hmm. I wasn't involved in. And so I piggybacked on this and I took the larvae from the poo of these cane toads. In there, they were, each one was uh, held individually. Okay. And I took the poo and I, I started... Using cues from cane toads, what I had to do was gather poo and we <laughs> mix uh, it together from yeah. cane toads, which it's very easy to get a cane toad to poo for you because you just feed them a bit and eventually it comes out. But getting a cane toad to urinate on you when you want it to is not easy. What? Wild ones will, you pick them up and they'll, they'll wee on you straight away. Yeah, because it's a defense mechanism, yeah. right? But the ones that are captive bred, they're used to humans, right? And you pick them up. And uh, so what I used to do, I have... They're like, why I would have, I pee on you? I, know, I, like, yeah. <laughs> I had to sit them on this tub. I got this like 15 um Did you play like tub. waterfall sounds? <laughs> no, I, I like sat them on it like it was sitting on a toilet. Oh. And then I just had to wait. <laughs> and it just, it I was just, just imagine like a meme legs, of a frog it sitting on it a was, toilet. Its legs were hanging down. And I was like, oh, dude, it took ages. It was very annoying. But I got it. I got mm-hmm. I developed these cues from feces in urine and then I tested 
uh, which ones the worms preferred, these okay. larvae preferred. Yeah. And I found that the larvae tended to prefer the toads, the population, the queue, mm -hmm. that was from the toads that they had grown up in. So if they had grown up in poo from WA, they had grown uh -huh. up in poo from Queensland, they'd prefer that queue. So there was this uh, effect. But do you know what it was that was bringing them to, like, what was the queue? What was the queue? Yeah. What, what are they queuing in on? No. Yeah. It must be some assemblage of bacteria yeah. or, or within the poo or yeah. the urine, something like some assemblage of chemicals perhaps. So, so when you say they prefer, so did they just like reject the other toad? Like what behavior No, so I um, recorded how long they spent. So I had this Petri dish. I mm -hmm. had them on a Petri dish, mm -hmm. an agar Petri dish. This took a very long time for me to sort out how to get, <laughs> how to like record their behaviors. No one had done this. Yeah. Um, and I basically put both down on this Petri dish, both queues and mm -hmm. uh, equidistant points. Mm -hmm. And I recorded how long did they spend at each one and let them move oh. freely. And, you know, they spent much, much more time at the one of their origin. So oh, Queensland ones like Queensland. But yeah. that's not where the story ends mm -hmm. because I decided that's great. This study's done. I've got this cool effect of these larvae. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go and collect the adults from the lungs for some DNA stuff, yeah. you know, some cool sequencing. Exactly, because that second life stage, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the adult life stage with the yes. lungs. And so, you know, we killed some of these cane toads and we got up in their lungs and we found that there was no adults in any of the plot lungs. twist. Where Massive the hell plot are twist. the nematodes? <laughs> so from that, that was a little concerning because what we've realized is that if there's no adults in the lungs, then whatever larvae... Oh we were doing these experiments on is not rhabdius. It's something else. Oh, my goodness. And so at this point, I was very embarrassed because <laughs> <laughs> I had just realized that I had done an entire experiment that took a very long time, yeah. months of work, you yeah. know, to troubleshoot experiments. People who've done experiments know how hard they are to do, yes. to set up, to, to design, to troubleshoot, had done all this, and it was on the wrong species of nematode. Okay. Yeah. How how upset were you? <laughs> I was I was pretty devastated. I'm not going to lie. I like to imagine in my, you know, f uh, nicest opinion of myself that I was like, that's fine. Let's move on with it. But at the time, I was quite devastated right. about this finding. But where there is a challenge, there is opportunity. Mm -hmm. And so I decided, why don't I just study this mystery worm yeah why don't i just see what this thing is so how did you find out what the worm was well first i had to test that you know i could reliably prove that they were all the same thing and so i did mm -hmm. that through observing its mm -hmm. behavior mm -hmm. um and um so i put it on agar and i got some r real rabdius this time and put mm -hmm. them on agar and i started to differentiate like oh, what do they oh, do yeah um and i looked closely at them and tried to find can i the thing about nematodes that I've come to realize mm -hmm. is that they are very hard to tell apart. <laughs> they are infamous so, for this reason. No wonder. I mean, you know, it's, you should give yourself some slack, okay? I think if it had been any other group of uh, organism, I would have been very yeah. much more If you're like, oh, this, yeah. uh, you know, people would be like, yeah. Harry, oh, uh, you're not studying a bird, you're studying yeah, cane yeah, toads. And is, you're like, what? It's like, oh, that's actually a dolphin. <laughs> no, no, no. Nematodes, 
um, look very similar. Look very similar mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. human eye. Mm-hmm. They're, they're very hard to tell apart. Especially mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, up in the Northern Territory, I did not have a great microscope. It was like I had what I had. You know what I mean? Right. That yeah. type of field research. You have what you've got. And so, you know, I, I found out that this mystery worm, it lays eggs, unlike mm-hmm. the rhabdius, which, as I described, it eats the organs of the mother and comes out and bursts out. Yes. Like alien. So I found that this thing was laying eggs. I'm like, okay, so I can get some of the eggs. So what I did was I put some of this on an agar plate and I mailed it back to Sydney, back to UNSW. Uh-huh. And because they survive on an agar plate. I knew that yeah. at this point. Yeah, this yeah. mystery, whatever this thing was, it could live on an agar plate. Yeah. And so I sent it back to Sydney and I started to figure out what it eats. And I started to cultivate hundreds and thousands of them mm-hmm. because I wanted to sequence its genome in order to figure out what this thing was. I'm going to make my PhD about this mystery worm. Yeah. Um, and so that's what I did. I'm going to figure out what it is. I'm going to figure out where it lives across the range in Australia, in toads. And that was my next goal. I thought, why not embrace this this um, opportunity? And in addition to that, I stayed in the Northern Territory and I redid the experiment on actual rabdeus this time. <laughs> so actually on the right organism and got that data set and then collected more samples to do some genomics to see how, you know, there's morphological and physiological differences I mentioned in the rabdeus between W and Queensland. I want to know... Is there a gen- what genomic basis of that is? I want to find the the, the differences between the two genomes. And right. Assemble a reference genome. Yeah. Um, and so I had spent all this time doing this stuff, and I got into it, and um, that's where I'm at now. Man. Yeah. So we're going to need to have you back to like figure out what you name the species. Yeah. Because you still haven't named this new species. I can confirm right? its genus. Uh, its family is Panagrulamidae. Oh, well, so there I, you um, go. Yeah, I found its, its family. Sort yeah, of but you get to name a new species. We're going to need to know more about the mm. species. Mm. And we're going to have to have you back on the show. Is Was this your plan all along? Was just to come back on the show? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. Well, I hope that we do. I, I My plan was to get you to do a weekly nematode section, actually. I figured. Yeah, so I the figured. weekly nematode. Well, we're, we're a weekly update. science show. So you mean it's just now going to be nematode, nematode. Yeah. point? Yeah. I see. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening to Boiling Point. You have been hosted by Anastasia, and our guest has been Harry. Thank you so and much. And for our song, we have Dirty Harry, which yeah. is fairly uh, on brand, I yeah, would say. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. My name's Harry, and I'm very unhygienic. So. Oh, well, see, but he studies toad poop. <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you. Bye.